Hey guys, welcome back. Season 2, episode 2 of What Would Witches Do? I am your witch, Katie, your host extraordinaire. Um, So, you know, I haven't really decided like what I'm going to do yet with the podcast, except for I'm just going to get on here and talk to you guys. And well, I'm on a healing journey. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to update you about what has been going on since last week and the self-love journey. Um, yeah. So just dive right in. Continuing to go to yoga. I have not yet made it to the self-defense class. I was hoping to do that Thursday evening this week. So I'm making a promise to myself if it's not too icy that I will be doing that tomorrow. I did go to two yoga classes yesterday. One of them was a yin yoga class. Holy man. Rocked my world. I like yin yoga. Like, holy smokes. And it was led by Ruth. She's not usually the one who leads it, but she led it yesterday. And she was focused on root chakra moves, which, love that. Love that, because that's where fear lives. Um, And, well... I've been dealing with some of that on my healing journey because, well, you know, as you're going through and you're like self-isolating, which is something that I've been doing because, you know, that's where the magic happens in your brain. Um, You know, we're working through the things. And something else I've learned is that, you know, and I hear people say it all the time, healing isn't linear. And it's not because, man, oh, man, I was having a great end of the week last week and then by Sunday it just all came crashing down and it's because a fear 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 trying to drive the ship which just led me to this horrible place and it's just something that like you know you just gotta feel move through and release And also, like, don't let anybody tell you what is right or what is wrong on your journey. Because nobody truly knows what's going on with you, except for you. So if people are going to try and tell you that you're disingenuous or that you're doing it wrong or anything like that, okay, that's your perception. You're allowed to have that. You are. Um, but that is not the reality of my situation. So like, I'm just taking it all in, you know, people are entitled to their opinions. I'm entitled to mine. And it's my healing journey. And that's okay. Because again, I have to answer to myself and not to others, which, you know, something you're working on. Something else that I've realized is that, you know, I've been afraid to be alone like my whole life. And this is something, you know, that I've been dealing with. And then it's just crazy who pops up out of the woodwork as you're like going through this journey. And it's like, oh, these are tests to see if you're going to fall back into the same patterns. Happy to report not falling back into the same patterns. But it's just funny how the universe will send you these little moments of you to think, 
and then proceed or decide how you're going to handle the situations. So it's just funny. But yeah. So I was thinking back, like, you know, I'm like trying to trace it back. Like, where did the fear come from? Where did my anger come from? Where did these things come from? And, you know, it's childhood stuff, childhood stuff that you think that, you know, you've like got a grip on and you've worked through. But really, there's so many layers to, you know, your whole life. There's so many layers that are just added on here, there, and everywhere. And I know last week I said it's like an onion, like an onion, and I'm just peeling the layers back. And truly it is. Like, why were we fearful? Probably because I didn't feel like I had a voice growing up and I'm an only child and, you know, that has a lot to do with it. How about the unworthiness? You know, on Sunday I went through this whole experience of feeling so unworthy of love for myself and you know I reached out to my mom I reached out to my dad I reached out to my wife who's been like through all the things with me from childhood I mean granted freshman in high school but still that's a very substantial relationship and I'm just asking the questions like when did we notice this happening like can we pinpoint it? You know, and they're like, well, what's going on? And, you know, I'm just feeling unworthy, unworthy of even giving myself any love. And then I had a friend point out that I so very often have poured love and encouragement and uplifting into others. Like, that's who I've always been. I never want anybody to feel as though they are not worthy because everybody is worthy. And that's just who I've always been. I worked at the Grand Geneva and I used to sit and I used to compliment people walking by all the time because it just brought my heart so much joy to do it. And then it was like an aha moment. Like, Katie, you often pour into others What happens if you stop pouring that into everybody else who, you know, really, like, I don't think I'll ever stop pouring into others because it truly does bring me joy to uplift others. It brings me joy to, you know, see the smile and to know that I've made somebody else's day. But I need to reserve some of that uplifting energy for myself. And it was like an aha catalyst moment. Like, holy shit, you're right. Like, I do do that for others. But I really like, I am worthy of the same thing. I am. I am worthy of the same thing. Everybody's worthy. So, you know, it was like a super rough morning. And then my wife pointed out like, Katie, there are, let's break it down by quarters, quarters of the day, Okay. So you're having a bad morning. The rest of your day does not have to go like that. You still have three quarters left. And it's like, okay, thank you for helping me put some things in perspective. Because when you're going through rough times, that grief 
will swallow you whole. It will swallow you whole. And you just don't even have the ability to see anything outside of these immense emotions that are just running through your body. So I was like, okay, thank you so much for putting that in perspective for me. Because you know what? I am working on the things like, because these are my things, like they're Katie issues. But it's nice to know that there is support out there to like, hey, bounce ideas off. Thank you for telling me that I am worthy of loving myself. Thank you for telling me that I can pour into my own cup and that it is okay to make myself a priority because I never have. I just really never have, at least not long term. I get I get wrapped up in this wonderful fairy tale that I've like built in my head and then that's where you sacrifice yourself. And the people who like know who you truly are will be there to help you come back to that moment of clarity where it's like, you know what? You are worthy. It's okay. You're going through a thing. I'll still be here to love you on the other side. Do what you got to do. So I'm just really thankful. Like, And then the rest of my Sunday was great. I got to, I went to MaxP. It was the MaxP Winter Games. I got to support some of my really awesome friends who like did some great things. Like, like I just was so proud of like my people, you know, all my people. I'm so proud of you because the MaxP games ain't no joke. Like for real, no joke. So to all my friends who participated, like, you guys are awesome. I know how hard it is. I know your bodies were feeling it the next day and during. But I am so proud of you. Like, way to go. And then, you know, I had the rest of my day. I it's, was spent with one of my friends who I just really, like, needed, I guess, to hang out with because... You know, sometimes when you're not feeling worthy of any kind of love, they help remind you, especially the ones with really big hearts. Um, They remind you that, you know what, it's all going to be okay. I promise it will. So, yeah. Then Monday rolls around and, you know, I start, you know, I have a lot of stuff, guys. Like, if you've been to my house, you know. And I'm just like, it's overwhelming to think about, like, selling all of my belongings. So I've been taking out, like, five items at a time, posting it on, you know, some sales sites, gathering up, um, you know, other people's stuff. Hopefully, hopefully, uh you know, just go through, figure out what I want to save and what I want to keep. Um, I had my friend Elise come over and stick post-its on things that she wants. Just like, it's it's like a, le- a big lesson in non-attachment. Just like letting all of my physical possessions go. Like, and 
I've had a shopping problem all my life, right? It's been one of my coping mechanisms. You know, I don't feel good. Let me go to the store and buy myself something that's really going to make me feel good. So I have an entire house of like feel goods. So like getting rid of it all to begin this journey, like out into the world of traveling has been like, whoo, it's crazy. It's like the ultimate level of non-attachment. I will probably save a very, I wouldn't say small box, but a medium-sized box of like things that I will keep. Um, I got sentimental value to my grandma's possessions that I own, um, so I'll keep some of those things. But like the rest is all going to go. And that's like, like, that's kind of like, a terrifying and awesome feeling all at the same time, like release the attachment to stuff because stuff doesn't really matter. It's just creature comforts, like things that we've been conditioned to think we need. You know, we're keeping the, you know, consumerism alive. Trust me, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably maybe not hundreds of thousands of dollars but thousands of dollars have been spent just by me myself and I in 40 years and that's just crazy like and then to get rid of it all I feel like minimalism will be the way that I go from here after I sell my house and go on my journey And, you know, the journey thoughts, like the where I'm going to go on my journey, they've been evolving. They have been evolving. I've just been thinking about all the things like I thought maybe go to India and spend like a month with the Buddhists or the yogis or whoever they are at the top of the mountain and spend it in silence. I've thought about Thailand And checking out all the Eastern stuff because, I mean, I'm a Reiki practitioner. A lot of this that I'm resonating with comes from over there. And it's just like, Katie, like, what are you going to travel with? You know, like minimalism, minimalism. And then, you know, you know, I was thinking about how I'll be alone, right? Alone. And that could get lonely. But then I was reminded as I was at yoga and meeting new people and talking to new people. And I realized that, Katie, you're not ever really going to be alone. You're not. You're going to get to meet so many people along your journey. And it's just going to be the ultimate level of like non-attachment. Let it flow in and let it flow out. Like, honestly, I don't have to attach myself to people so hard. I really don't. I don't. Because at any point in time, anything can happen. So this is just like, it's just all very eye-opening. All very eye-opening. And it really is like a disservice that I've done to myself over all the years trying to like find this external validation that really like that's relying on others and you can't like you really cannot rely on others for your sense of 
self-worth and self-love. Like nobody's, nobody knows like what you are going through. Nobody knows what your journey was. Nobody knows like the things that you're dealing with on the inside. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, I could really get into detail and we could go through all of it. Like I could go through where I believe the anger started, which I think like for real, like a lot of my big anger, like my big anger stems from the relationship I had with Ruby's dad. Because that to me is like the catalyst moment. I really like could not picture myself having a concealing carry when I was with him because I would have killed him. I would have like I would have I once told him that if I had a baseball bat I would have swung it at his head so hard he would have been decapitated like that is a level of anger like that is extreme and again from putting myself or keeping myself in situations that like you don't need to be in this relationship like I don't even understand the thought of like why I felt it was so necessary to stay and try for so long you know like whoa Katie you said you were gonna take a baseball bat to their head like what what and that was an extremely abusive relationship on both ends and and for some reason, I felt like that was something that I deserved, that I kept myself in. And it's just wild to, like, go back and try and unpack the whys and the hows. Like, whew. it's some stuff, people. 40 years worth of stuff. And... Nobody deserves that. Nobody does. He didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve that. Ruby definitely didn't deserve that. Like, and it's just crazy. And like, here's another part of the healing journey. You know, now I have to watch my daughter, who I know was raised in a situation of an unhealthy relationship. And I was with her dad until she was in second grade. So she watched that. She watched me, and not just with her dad, but she watched me try and seek out this validation with all these other people. You know, I never put any of that into her. I didn't. That's a shameful thing to admit. I've forgiven myself for that because I don't have to be that mom anymore. But I'll tell you what, friends, it's a lot easier to handle the situations the correct way than try and go back and try and make up for. Because now I'm trying to instill in my child that she is worthy of nothing but the best. She is worthy of respect. She is worthy of love. But I've set an example for her that is so far from what I am telling her now that I just hope and pray that she makes the choices that are loving for herself. And again, all I can do now is lead from example and tell her, you know, you did not deserve how I treated you. You didn't. 
you did not deserve that. Nobody deserves that. You deserve nothing but love and respect. And unfortunately, sometimes I think she's like, yeah, okay, whatever, mom. But it's true. And I can only hope that my words will sink in and that they will resonate and that she will make the the good choices for her. So this healing journey, friends, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, it's a wild ride. It is a wild ride. So yeah, that's where we're at. I am getting a little closer every day to letting go of the anger and the resentment that I carry within myself for myself, you know, for all of my past decisions. That's a, that's a lot. That's 40 years of grief. And to just like forgive myself in a day is an unrealistic expectation. I do know that once I do find it within myself to give myself that compassion, that grace, that understanding, like, that will be the corner that I turn and I will just be off and running from there. But again, healing is not linear. So I could be knocked back. And that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with as the time comes. But I'm getting there. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer every day. I am feeling a little lighter every day. And yeah, I guess that's all I can hope for. That is all I can hope for. And then choose to do the deep self-reflection, to meditate, to give myself Reiki, to surround myself with people who choose loving kindness in action. You know, not just the words, but the actions these people that can be mentors and inspirations to myself as I'm trying to figure out how to love myself. And it really is like kind and compassionate acts every day. Like I said, taking the time to meditate, taking the time to give myself Reiki, taking time to sit down and read a book that I am interested in, taking time to like go through my things these are all self-love acts, you know, and, you know, a little bit every day is helpful. So I also would like to say thank you to those of you who reached out to me. I really appreciate it. Um, it is nice to know that I am not alone, that there are people out there who do find me worthy, um, even though that external validation is not what I'm searching for. It is nice to know that when I am in the low moments that, you know, it is that I am somebody who is lovable and I am somebody who is a light and I am somebody who people can learn from because that's what we're here for. Like we're here to learn to love ourselves and to create a change in the world, whether it's change for yourself, for the people most immediate to you, the people who are creating change on a global scale, you know, light and love, light and love and to choose loving kindness. And that's what we're trying to do. So that's today's episode. 
I don't even know what I'm going to title it yet. I mean, obviously, you all will know by the time you listen. But yeah, that's where I'm at. There's an ice storm. I'm going to get myself a little small pile of stuff that I do plan on keeping. And then again, I'll probably post five more things for sale. I've sold one thing for sure. I've got two things pending pickup. So, you know, little by little. It also doesn't help that my Facebook account is um, restricted right now, which is ridiculous, but whatever. Censorship. Um, So, yeah. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for listening. I hope you do something today that, you know, brings you joy. Just you for the sake of you, not for the sake of anybody else, but just for you. Um, all right. I love you all. This witch is out. Have a stellar day.